1: So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologeticallyATL.
0: This is Access Atlanta. Every week, we share some of the best places to eat, play, and live out loud in the ATL. And of course, we go behind the scenes and find the stories that show Atlanta is one of a kind. We all know that Metro Atlanta is a a one-of-a-kind place, but there are some things here that are especially noteworthy as the oldest or the first. This week, we'll visit some exceptional Atlanta landmarks. For a boost of civic pride on this week's podcast, we'll discuss a few of these Atlanta originals with freelance writer, Mary Welch. Welcome, Mary. Hello. So uh, you uh, went and looked at some things that sort of um, make Atlanta special in some ways. Um, They're you know, the firsts or the onlys or or something like that.
1: <laughs> well, Atlanta is unique. We all know that, um, good, bad, but it it is unique. And I've lived in this city for decades, and there were things I didn't even know about. Um, of course, we all know about the big chicken in Marietta, which is right one of a kind, and yeah. Uh- <laughs> Yeah. And even before GPS, if you're in Cobb County, your directions were, you know, take a left by the big chicken sort of thing. Yeah. Um and you have to love the big chicken. Um speaking of foods, you know, two of our favorite um restaurant chains are based founded in Atlanta. Um Waffle House, my goodness, Waffle House and Chick fil A.
0: Right. Yeah, and it's interesting that the you know the Waffle House was was started here and they have the the little museum over uh, in in Avondale Estates, yeah. right?
1: Yes, which has you know, original menus. Um, it hasn't changed a whole lot in in the interior design, I must say. But they they do have some some great you know the jukeboxes that they used to have, things like that.
0: Yeah, and it's it's, it's funny. It's it, it used to be. It was only open like certain days. It wasn't open that often, and and lately it hasn't been open at all, really. No,
1: no, it's not. But it will be. It's just taking a break.
0: Right, but it's always good, even once it does reopen, to check when when it is, because you never know. I've. It's funny. I, I live very near it, and yet I don't think I've ever been.
1: Isn't that always the way?
0: Yeah, it just seemed that way. Plus, there, there's an actual serving Waffle House almost across the street. So, you know, if you actually want to eat, then you have to go across the street <laughs> to the uh, Waffle House there and get your uh, hash browns scattered, smothered, and covered. They're
1: teasing you, yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Chick-fil-A, that's sort of on the other side of town, the, uh, the dwarf. It was originally the Dwarf Grill, and now it's called the Dwarf House. Yes,
1: and it's still open and still you know, serving fantastic food. And from that, Chick-fil-A and the, the chicken sandwich started. And they actually started in malls at Greenbrier Mall and finally opened their first standalone on North Druid Hills.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah. You see, that's something I didn't know that that was the first freestanding yeah. one. On, you know,
1: yes, over
0: over here in my neck of the woods. Exactly.
1: Yes, <laughs> and they have a great museum as well, including um, truid Kathy's uh, motorcycle. He, he turned out, among other things, he loved to ride motorcycles.
0: Right. That's interesting, huh? And you also you also mentioned in in you know talking about. Restaurants and things. You also mentioned, of course, the varsity, which everyone knows.
1: Well, it was interesting because I put that, that that was last in in the story. And I had a couple people email me and say, How could you leave out the varsity? Right. And I said, Read the whole thing, it's in there. But they're very passionate about the varsity. And again, it's one of a kind. And we've brought, we had friends from um, Belfast come. And they just stood there in total amazement when we took them there. It's like they hadn't seen anything like it. And it's probably true.
0: Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's sort of a, it it, it feels like something that's been there as long as it has. It's, it's sort of a little trip back in time in many ways. It
1: really is an icon. And thank goodness it's still there.
0: Yeah. and And it's just always amazing that there's, still a huge parking lot somewhere right in the middle of the
1: <laughs> You're right that, yep.
0: that, that is it that, that you don't have to pay to park in anyway
1: <laughs> That's right yep. and of course one of the great things about it is you never know who's going to be there I mean politicians right Georgia Tech students um, all the movie stars around it's just a great place to go.
0: Yeah, it's sort of the one place that people just have to visit when they come to Atlanta. Yep,
1: and every and every Atlanta at least once a year needs to go just to renew their faith in Atlanta or something. <laughs>
0: right. right, at least have a frosted orange. That's so. Right,
1: yes, the power of hot dogs. <laughs>
0: Well, um, outside of food, there's some other things that are, uh, I think the next thing on the list is the oldest house that's in Atlanta, right?
1: Yes. Well, you know, there's a couple of them, but Tully Smith House is, I guess, designated as the oldest. It was built around 1840 and you can now see it at the Atlanta History Museum. Um, Right. But there's another, there's Meadow Nook, which is an antebellum house in East Lake. And it's one of the three original antebellum houses that are still in their original locations.
0: Hmm. Yeah. It's like, it's interesting. When I read the story, I I went and looked that up and I'm like, oh yeah, I know that. (laughs) But I had had no idea that, that that's what it was.
1: Yes. Yeah. And it has a great history too. It was owned by Lieutenant Colonel Robert August Austin, and, and I wondered whether it was from the Austin and Bird family, but I couldn't trace it. But he was a journalist, and he wrote about abusive convict labor um, leasing systems, where they would, you know, give convicts to different companies to use as as labor. And right. There was a couple of people who didn't like the story, and he was murdered at the Capitol. Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All these little tidbits of, of history that, that you learn just from, you know, finding out about these things, these places.
1: Absolutely love it. I mean, another one is, and this shocked me, was I have been down in Riverdale and driven past the Hindu temple of Atlanta, right. which is just a magnificent structure. It's like 27,000 square feet and just beautiful. But I did not know it's the largest Hindu temple outside of India.
0: Yeah, that that was an amazing fact. I, I very surprising.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's mind boggling. It's it's almost a sense of pride for me. It's like, wow, this. Is yeah, this, yeah.
0: And it was built in 1960, so it's uh, what, it's 60 years old Something this year. Like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just beautiful.
0: And, yeah, and that's not the only religious. Uh, Structure that uh, here in, in that special here in Atlanta. Right,
1: talking about first the um, Temple of the jo- uh, Church of Jesus Christ of Later Date Saints, which most of us know more as the Mormons. Um, they built a temple in Sandy Springs, which is the first temple built in the Southeast um, and the second east of the Mississippi River since 1846. Wow! Yeah. 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 And then we have the um, Shrine of the Immaculate Conception downtown, which is dedicated in 1873, right shortly after the Civil War ended.
0: Yeah, it's c- kind of amazing to think there are things that are still that old in Atlanta <laughs> with our tendency to, to tear things down.
1: That's right. They're few and far between, and that's why we love our originals.
0: Yeah, and the, the thing about this particular part of the story, when, when I read it, I was wondering about the the Monastery of the Holy Spirit, which is out in Conyers, yes, and um, that's something that's been here for quite a while. Um, that was built in. It's well, it started in 1944, I believe. So okay. that's a pretty pretty special place as well it that uh, yeah you can add to the list. Um, and uh, yeah, that's pretty cool.
1: There's a couple downtown churches. I know um, St. Luke's, and um, I think there's a Methodist on. on Peachtree Street that are very, very old as, as well. Um, right. You know, so there's a few. You just have to read the signs as you go by them.
0: Right. Exactly. Well, the, the next place that you had on the list was was one that I think I vaguely knew it was there, but um, I, I didn't know much about it. And that's the Computer Museum.
1: I know. Me too. I the Computer Museum of America in Roswell has one of the world's broadest collections of personal computers. Um I I was in school when the um high school when computers first started and I didn't take the computer class but my best friend did and they had all these, you know, all these cards and they turned a um storage room into the computer it was that big.
0: Right. Yeah yeah that's I, I think it probably is an amazing place to visit just to see the the evolution of the evolution of computers over the years because they've gone from filling rooms yeah. to you know basically being in our hands
1: yeah and I mean it's one of those things where they'll go, Daddy, you were alive before there was computers.
0: yeah <laughs> Yeah. Well, there were computers maybe, but but no one had them except for perhaps the government, I guess.
1: That's it. Yeah. So, yeah, we don't even want to know what they had. Right. Yes. And, you know, going back to history, of course, you know, there's a lot of mills in Atlanta. And um, a couple old ones still exist up in Lawrenceville. Freeman's Mill is still there. It's now in a park. And um, we all know the unfortunate history of the Roswell mills with which was burned down by the union forces right um, and then the, the ru- ruins are still there but it's a little sad history but freeman's mill is is still there and it's um renovated and part of a park
0: right yeah that's the thing a lot of those mills have become part of parks i i know there's there's one um at stone mountain mm-hmm. and um, I'm trying to remember. There's one, there's one out uh, west of the city, which I can't remember now, but, but yeah, Soap Creek, which I love. Yes. Um, the ruins of the mill there are, are really cool. It's a, it's a great little place to walk yes. too. Yeah. And yeah, then there's, yeah, they're just tons of them. It seems that, that, uh, we like to build parks around old ruined <laughs> mills. I don't know.
1: Well, at least we're building parks.
0: <laughs> right. And that's a good thing. And, and, and I think they, they, give us a point of interest in the, you know, not that the nature that surrounds it isn't beautiful, but, but there's something kind of fascinating about being able to walk through the ruins of, of an old mill.
1: And, you know, again, Atlanta, as you said earlier, does tend to not respect and certainly knock down history. And so wherever it's preserved, is just wonderful. And, you know, it harkens back to another time. And, People need to know that and to see it. And uh, I, I just think it's wonderful when you can preserve something. I think it's
0: right. Yeah. And even if it's, you know, not preserved in its original form, at least some of it is still there for us to, to go and look at and, and imagine what it was like or to research it and learn about what what it did and all of that. Yes.
1: I mean, you go back and- to Roswell. I mean, there are there women, women who were taken away. It was burned. I mean, the whole civil war is right there.
0: Right. And it's just fascinating. yeah, yeah, and I guess it makes sense that that we have parks around them because, for the most part, a lot of these mills were built on waterways yeah. too. So, yes. So I guess you know parks tend to do that as well. Yes. So yes. I suppose that uh, makes some kind of sense. I
1: think it does.
0: <laughs>
1: okay. So uh,
0: what else? Oh, t- the transportation. Yeah. Um, that's uh, an another area where there's are some uh, pretty interesting things that you can go and see here
1: yes once again these were you know atlanta was a, a transportation hub from the very beginning yeah. and some of them thankfully have still been preserved the georgia freight depot downtown, the oldest built building in the city which i didn't know and you know you go to a lot of the towns marietta kennesaw Forsyth, duluth Hapeville. they still have their um freight depots i mean where people go and get on the train and um you know some of the, the most beautiful structures around the, you know the country are these you know train depots because that was important to people and it's just a sense of history i mean the marietta one was built in 1864 you
0: know wow yeah yeah it's 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 amazing when when there are things here that are are that old you know
1: <laughs> you're right yes and, and they're still functioning a lot of them a couple of them are um tourism's um centers a couple are offices Couples still work as, as, you know, get on the railroad.
0: Right. And then there's a, one you didn't mention was Decatur, uh, the the depot here, which, um, was in danger of being torn down at one time, but, uh, it was preserved and now you can go eat some fabulous food there at Kimball house.
1: I did not know that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That building is over a hundred years old. I think it was built in the very early part of the 1900s. Um, And yeah, it was, it used to be, um, it used to be a music venue. Um, It's been several things and and it was practically falling apart, but luckily it was saved and uh, is now restored. And it's, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful building and Kimball House has done a great job with the interior. It looks lovely.
1: Well, that's on one of my lists to go because I hear the oysters there are just amazing.
0: Oh, they are. That's if you go to if you are to get oysters somewhere in Atlanta, that's the place to go.
1: That's what I've heard. So now I have two reasons to go.
0: Yeah, exactly, because it's both historic and delicious.
1: Yes, and <laughs> one of my favorite things.
0: <laughs> so, um, uh, and on to uh, one place that that everyone knows, but maybe not everyone's been. Right. Uh, the Claremont Lounge.
1: Yes. Once again, only in Atlanta. Um, yeah, you know, people love it. Um, I've been twice and, um, I didn't get it, but, <laughs> but as I said, my friends from yeah. fast when they came, I took a couple of us went and they just loved it. And every time they've been back, they're straight, you know, they're at the, at the Claremont lounge with their t-shirts and everything, but, um, <laughs> it's a special place.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's one of the places along with the varsity where, uh, People who come to Atlanta, it's usually one of the first places they want to go. Yes,
1: yeah.
0: And and oddly enough, despite the fact that the the hotel itself and and uh, you know the the restaurant, uh, Tiny Lou's is there. There's mm-hmm. the rooftop. Yes. Um, all of that's been renovated and and is very different. And yet the Claremont Lounge itself in the basement doesn't seem to have changed a whole lot. No,
1: I think that was by design. I I, th-
0: I think so too. Yeah, because that would have cause quite the uproar if you change the Claremont lounge yeah. it yeah it still has that kind of seedy underground vibe that it's always had yeah um, which I I, I like I, I you know after being the the hotel is great and and all of that but uh, I, I once went to the rooftop and I was like I'm not so sure and then we went down to the lounge and I said oh I feel much more comfortable <laughs> here I, these are my people
1: yeah <laughs> I do appreciate a great dive. I'm much more, I'm much more, you know, what, you know, when when it's worn and, and and dirty and grungy, I do love that. But for me, the Claremont Lounge was like going to the Grand Canyon. Okay. I did it. I'm grateful. Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But others consider. Well, Anthony Bourdain said it was a national landmark. So, um, who's to argue?
0: Right. Yeah, I remember when Anthony Bourdain came into town and did the, the. You know, that was that was a big deal when he he visited and and got it on national TV. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, and who is it? With, a British group was kicked out, out of there because they were trying to take pictures. And Oh,
0: yeah. I don't remember who that was offhand. But uh, yeah, comfort. But comfort. I, I do. I do recall that happening. Yes.
1: Yes. Well, and it's a great place for um, stargazing. A lot of the stars yeah. are there. Um, That's true. God.
0: Yeah. Especially now with, you know, all the, the celebrities who come to town to film things and all of that, they you yeah, know, at, at one point or another, they're probably going to end up visiting in Claremont Lab. Yes,
1: yes. Well, you know, and I, in full disclosure, I did take my son there. So, um, yeah, that was the first strip club. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, speaking of things, Atlanta, and very Atlanta, there's uh, always Coca Cola. And, uh, you know, that's this is where it started.
1: You cannot separate Atlanta from Coca Cola. And yep. I don't think we want to because they have done a lot of good for the city. But uh, yes, Coca-Cola is homegrown and you can see it all at the World of Coca-Cola, which is actually kind of a fun place to, to go. Um, but yes, it started in 1891 or something and um, the, well, the buildings there that was a a home of the bottling company but it's been here for a while you used to get coca-cola for a nickel down at jacobs pharmacy in 1886
0: right Um, and yeah that building that building is like right near georgia state somewhere right near the university yep
1: yeah and
0: um, it's actually part of the university now i think isn't it
1: i think so i think part of the baptist um student organization or something like that yes right yeah it is yeah it's student Union the Baptist Student Union so um, yeah you know but but Atlanta is home to coca-cola and coke has been a, a, a great supporter of, of um, the city and a great spokesperson or representative of Atlanta throughout the world I yeah and, yeah. and it's a good I like a coke
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think most people do. I try not to have one very often, but every once in a while it hits the
1: spot. It, it really does. It really does. Yes. We were in um, Denver. We went to a hockey game at the Pepsi Center, and we kept asking for Coke. And um, <laughs> it didn't go over well, but we, we thought we needed to just say one for Atlanta.
0: Right. That's that's like like asking for a Pepsi here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: Well, the next thing on your list I was fascinated by because I had never heard of this at all. I think it's uh, it's it's really interesting that there's a, a monument, to a, a, something about gravity. It's a, that's, that. Yes. That, tell us about that.
1: <laughs> you know, there's always one in every crowd and you just go, what? And Roger yeah. Babson may be that person. Um, he founded Babson College in Boston. So he you know, cer- certainly appreciated education, but he did not believe in gravity. Hmm. Um, rumor has it, it involved something about his sister dying, but he also felt that, you know, gravity was responsible for plane crashes and broken bones and intestinal issues. And he just didn't believe in gravity, no matter what Newton Galileo said. And he put a monument up a marker up at, um, Emory university that is to remind students that, you know science determines what gravity is, how it works and how it may be controlled. And he just didn't like it.
0: (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And so, yeah, I I love the fact that he did an essay called gravity, our number one enemy, (laughs) our enemy number one rather.
1: Yes. The man had a position and he stuck to it.
0: Wow. Yeah. But then, you know, it's like, so I guess, (laughs) If, if if he had his way, we would all go flying off the planet.
1: <laughs> I believe he was okay with that. Yes, yes. You know. But you know, he, he just denied it and wasn't going to listen to anything else. It was like, nope, nope. nope. Hmm.
0: Well, that's fascinating. Yeah, it's it, the monument. There's a monument on on the Emory University campus, uh, yeah. which was erected in 1963. You say,
1: and so. it's right outside the Math and Science Building. <laughs>
0: Yeah, in in a in a little bit of irony there. Yeah, yep. (laughs) Well, this is this is fascinating. I love it.
1: Well, you know, Atlanta. There's a lot around Atlanta, and the more you go out and read things, and just travel around and walk and read the little you know signs around, there's a lot more than than we think, and it's surprising and it's wonderful.
0: Right, and it's interesting. I mean, really, this is just hitting some high points because there's Probably so much more, um, you know, the fact that, that we have three monadnocks um, the the big uh, rock outcropping, yeah. Stone Mountain being the, the one that everyone knows. But there's also Arabia Mountain and Panola Mountain. There's another one for you. Yeah. So. Yeah,
1: there's a um, one of the original time capsules is in Oklahoma University.
0: Oh, ah, OK. Yeah,
1: there's a wow. lot, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so go explore on your own, everyone. There's, there's always new and interesting and fascinating things to find out about Atlanta. And uh, Mary's just given us a short list that you can start with and uh, then go explore on your own. Um, And you can read her story at AJC.com and that will give you uh, addresses and websites and things like that uh, ways to, to get to these places and check out more information about them. Thanks for uh, bringing us this, Mary. Well, thank you. There's nothing normal about our new normal, but AJC.com is the same trusted source you've always had. And we have just as much great content, if not more. That's why each week I'll highlight my personal picks for the best things to do, see, and experience. And the stories are easy to find on AJC.com. The production schedule is as packed as it has ever been in Georgia, with at least 49 films and TV shows happening in the state, the most since the Atlanta Journal-Constitution began tracking in June 2019. Studios are full despite Georgia facing its worst COVID-19 case numbers since the beginning of the pandemic. All productions are under COVID-style protocols. Find out what that means and what's filming here on Rodney Ho's radio and TV talk blog at AJC.com. They're a little different from the Fountain of Rings at Centennial Olympic Park or the Big Chicken in Marietta, but musical landmarks around the city and the state maintain their own charm. The continued growth of the music industry in the city and region, coupled with its peerless history, means plenty of opportunities to swing by iconic spots both new and old. Melissa Ruggieri takes us to some of these landmarks in a recent story that you'll find on the Atlanta Music Scene blog. We'll also bring it to you in podcast form in the coming weeks. Seventy-six years ago, on January 27, 1945, the prisoners in Auschwitz-Birkenau were liberated by the Soviet Army. That date, January 27, has been named by the United Nations as Holocaust Remembrance Day, a day when the UN urges every member state to honor the six million Jewish victims of the Holocaust and millions of other victims of Nazism and to develop educational programs to help prevent future genocides. Bo Emerson talks with Karen Edlin, daughter of two Holocaust survivors, and her husband, Andrew Edlin, who are co-chairs of a Southeastern virtual event sponsored by the United States Holocaust Memorial Museum in Washington, D.C. Find out more in Bo's story on AJC.com. The AJC's dining team continues to explore some of the best in takeout with the Atlanta Orders In feature, which you'll find in print in the living section many weekdays. One of the places they recently visited is Big Dave's Cheesesteaks. The pandemic and the social protests over the police killings of George Floyd in Minneapolis and Rayshard Brooks in Atlanta provided a test for owner Derek Hayes. In May, and again in August, the windows of his Forsyth Street store were knocked out by vandals. Rather than being consumed by anger, Hayes saw the experience as an opportunity to help others. And now his business is booming. Read up on all the places the team has visited on the Atlanta restaurant scene blog at AJC.com. To get the AJC delivered or to subscribe to the e-paper, go to AJC.com slash subscribe. For more things to do in and around Atlanta, go to AJC.com. Our senior editor is Nicole Smith. Podcast edited by Bria Felicien. Music by Bo Emerson and Billy Guen. And I'm your host, Shane Harrison. Join us next week for more Access Atlanta.